The Seattle Seahawks and Washington Commanders both hired head coaches this week. So the coaching carousel for 2024 should be done, right? Maybe not. That and more on today's episode of Locked on NFL. You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome into your Friday episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast. I'm David Harrison at DHarrison82 on Twitter. He is Tony Wiggins, host of Locked On Jags on Twitter at Shop Talking Wig. Two G's on the end of that. I'm hosting Locked On Commanders. Locked On NFL is here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and everydayers. We appreciate your continued support for this show, the network, and our individual shows. If you're a fan of the Commanders or the Jaguars, today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. On today's episode, we're going to have a conversation about needs and talent in the NFL draft. It's a yearly conversation. We're going to have it again this year. We're going to hear from Kay Adams. She's coming through the program today to talk about some Super Bowl things going on. But we, we got to talk about the coaching carousel. Uh, the Washington Commanders, the team that I cover for this prestigious network, just hired Dan Quinn to be their head coach on mm-hmm. Thursday. And that follows the hiring of Mike McDonald to be the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks earlier this week. And right now, that fills all the coaching vacancies. But there was some recent rumoring or murmuring or wondering out loud about Andy Reid and could he retire after the Super Bowl wig if you put yourself in the shoes of a 65 year old man who's done everything you can do in the National Football League done it multiple times what would it take for you to retire after this year's Super Bowl um it'd take an awful lot I don't I, it, w- it would take either health issues or the fact that you want to spend uh, time with grandkids do something else or or get this, you would want to set up one of your uh, protégés for success. I think if this happens, if, if it happened, it'd be a perfect scenario for Eric B. Enemy to go back home. I think we've seen enough uh, of a we've seen enough of Steve Spagnuolo to know what that would actually look like. In my opinion, as uh, as yeah. a head coach, although you know the dude is Spags is one of the top defensive coordinators in the last quarter century, so maybe it's time for him to get another chance too. But I believe. It's almost like when Bruce Arians left and he said, once I found out Tom was coming back, I wanted to leave because now it gives Todd a mm-hmm. chance to have you want to set your people up for success. And I, yeah. I really do believe that that's exactly why and what he would do it for. Uh, reasons to stay is he has a huge support staff, obviously, right. out there. And he has Patrick Mahomes. So he could probably uh, stick around for another five years and maybe get another three championships. Yeah, absolutely. Now, well-known journalist Peter King didn't didn't specifically refute the report or confirm that it's refuted, but he did say that he would be surprised. He doesn't think Andy Reid is going to retire. But of course, if he did, that would open up another job. Bill Belichick has been a name connected to it. Spags has been a name connected to it. It would definitely be very interesting for a team that just went to the Super Bowl, win or lose, to lose uh, a future Hall of Fame head coach. But Wig, we got some hirings going on here. And, I, and I had, since, since the last time we did this, Mike McDonald, uh, Dan Quinn, both going to their team, Seahawks, Commanders, respectively. I've done a lot of talking today about Dan Quinn and the, and the, and the Commanders. If you want to know my take, go to Locked On Commanders. But what is your take on both of those hires? 
Um, Mike McDonald is, is typical. He basically went to the coaching farm system to get him a coach and uh, a guy who did a really, really good job this season for the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think you can ever go wrong when you're getting uh, a coach or a personnel uh, guy from Baltimore because he is someone that has done it the right way and he's seen how it's done and how it's supposed to be done and how the the personnel staff along with the coaching staff have to be in lockstep in order to have success. So I think what you're getting is, 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 is a guy who's a program builder in Mike McDonald if he's learned what uh, he we, I think he learned from uh, John Harbaugh. In terms of uh, in Washington, I'm a Dan Quinn truther. Now, it might be because he complimented me on my sneakers in the press box that gave me a, a fist bump uh, in 2022. But there was just, there's just something, an, an aura about him. I'm, you know, the way, he, the way he walks, the way he talks, the way he acts that I think resonates with young players. And remember, he was a bad Kyle Shanahan second half from actually having a Lombardi trophy. And I, and I do think when you have when you're that close, nobody cares about close. And, and Gary Kubiak has a Lombardi trophy and people don't think he's a great coach. And now people are now questioning Doug Peterson, too. So that might not have what it used to have when you think about guys that were one ring, you know, like Mike Holmgren and Sean Payton. And then now Sean Payton's out there in Denver. And at first he wasn't looking real good. So having that <laughs> Lombardi trophy or being close to it might not mean as much to people. But being a program builder, being a good communicator and being a dude that can extract the most out of players. That's what I like most about Dan Quinn. Yeah, absolutely. A leader, right? That's what that's what everybody is saying. I'm, I've been talking to, to players. I've been talking to coaches. I've been talking to other media members who have covered him up close and personal and every single one of them leader. He is a leader of men. He's going to bring those men in the locker room uh, together. You can guarantee that. So if the carousel is done, if, if all the head coaching hires are done and really Andy Reid's the only one that might possibly. And I think that's more of a rumor than it is a uh, report. But if it is done, then we've got some interesting hires here. The Atlanta Falcons uh, land head coach Raheem Morris, the Carolina Panthers take Dave Canales from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, let's see what else we got here. The Jacksonville Jaguars didn't make it higher. The Las Vegas Raiders uh, kept head coach Antonio Pierce. I think we both celebrated that one. The Los Angeles Chargers bring Jim Harbaugh from college to the pros. Jared, uh, Jared Mayo replaces Bill Belichick in New England. Um, let's see. Mike McDonald, we just talked about him. Dan Quinn uh, as well. I think that's all the head coaching hires that we have. Nope. The Tennessee Titans, Brian Callahan. I knew I was missing one. Brian Callahan goes from the Bengals to the Titans to replace Mike Vrabel. Wig, which one is your favorite head coaching hire of this cycle? Harbaugh. John Harbaugh is one of my five favorite coaches, regardless of football level in the world. And uh, I, I just think that's a home run. I, I also, you putting him with a, with, a, with a quarterback that has all the tools. Yeah. They, you know, they got some cap stuff, but when you have that, then you need a guy who really does a good job of evaluating talent and, like I said, extracting um, the ceiling out of guys rather than pulling the floor out of guys. When yeah. you combine him with the GM selection that they got from Baltimore, which I just talked about, and I'm sure because his brother is in Baltimore that he knows this guy very well, <laughs> to me – that is the kind of stuff, like I said, coaching GM being in lockstep. We're seeing all the yep. stories now about the guys in San Francisco. And we're seeing all the stories about how uh, Borgonzi and all of these dudes, and they talk about how they saw Pacheco and they said he could really be a steal. The way that they work in lockstep where the coach, where the GM knows exactly what the coach is wanting and he knows what he likes and he goes out and he goes and goes grocery shopping for the coach. That's why I think that's a, a home run hire. The one I'm worried about, not because of his qualifications, but because of the shoes that he has to fill, is Gerard Mayo. And that is right. because uh, for two reasons. One, 
he has to replace the GOAT. But two, he's a protege of the GOAT. It's not like they're getting a fresh start with something all the So how much of the stuff that wasn't working here at the end does he keep doing? And is it right. still going to be the Patriot way? Are we going to get to the point now with them where the only coach they're going to hire, like Duke basketball or North Carolina, mm-hmm. got to be somebody that played here. Are we going to get yeah. to that point? Because if that's the case, Gerard Mayo might have some big, big shoes to fill. And I hope he's up for it. I'm going to pray for the brother. Yeah, I mean, look, replacing the GOAT is never is never an easy task. Steve Young had to do it, replacing Joe Montana. Uh, Mac Jones had to do it, replacing Tom Brady. Baker Mayfield, kind of. I don't know, three years in Tampa is really as big a shoe to feel, Phil, as the New England Patriots one. But, yeah, it, it's always going to be difficult. But, Wig, uh, I'm winning in the NFL is difficult just in general, right? Less than 2% of all the head coaches have ever coached a team have won the Super Bowl. That's 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 a, it's an insane number um, of coaches that haven't won a Super Bowl. So let me ask you: of all the new hires, which one of these hires do you think is most likely to win a Super Bowl first? Harbaugh. Harbaugh. And which one do you think? I want to add to that. Which one do you think is most likely to be one and done? Because we've seen that recently in the NFL. Now that's a that's a really really good question. Um, I'm gonna go Dave Canales, and not because I don't like Dave Canales. This is because right. of, of Dave Pepper. It's the other Dave. Pepper. Yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. the reason I think not all like not all good. Dave's are good Dave's. All right. Yeah, yeah, I know it, right? So uh, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of the one thing I like about Tepper, and 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 there's a lot to to make you have trepidation about saying that you like him. He don't give a damn about being right or wrong about something. He will correct it real fast. And he ain't going to go do the status quo NFL thing where, well, I'm going to just make sure I prove myself right. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm going to do and say the right things because I don't want to admit that I'm wrong. Dude, he bought the team and they stopped building a building that they had already poured $200 million into. I mean, he does not care. I mean, he doesn't care. He doesn't care what anybody thinks. But when you have a guy that moves like that, watch out. Watch out. Yeah, wild card to say the least. So for more on David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers, make sure you check out Julian Counts on the Locked On Panthers podcast. But up next, we're going to bring Kay Adams of Up and Adams into Locked On NFL to give us some takes on her thoughts about the upcoming big game Super Bowl between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs, regardless of what I say in the beginning of that interview, because I did mess it up. But that's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by Nissan. Listen, are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little bit further? Ever wonder what adventure could be, uh, what adventure could be around that corner next? Our friends with Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. How about the 2024 Nissan Rogue? It's perfect for city drives, great escapes, class, exclusive. Google built in is your always updated assistant to call in almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting to your phone, Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play, Google Store, built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen TV. And what about the Pathfinder? That's good or reliable. I actually had one of these. It has room up to eight, an expansive cargo capacity, and advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds towing, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. So take the Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com.
Thanks again for making Locked On NFL your first listener, first view today and every day. Every day is Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Uh, sat down with Kay Adams of Up and Adams recently to talk to her about a project she's got going on Super Bowl week. And of course, we talked about the Super Bowl while she came through as well. So let's let's uh, play that for the good people. Then I want to get your takes on uh, Kay's takes. Yep. All right, Kay, thanks for joining us today. I uh, hope you've been well. I know you've been busy. You're always busy. You're going to be even busier come Super Bowl week, not just preparing for the Ravens, not the Ravens, the Chiefs and the 49ers to face oh, off. But you said it. You're also, you said it, I did. That, that's, my own, that's my own personal picks shining through there already uh, early on to start this off but you're hosting the second battle of the paddles for png uh, obviously it was it was a big success last year so what made you want to get involved in it this year you know last year i brought up an adams for the first time to super bowl to radio row and i had guys like christian mccaffrey um buddha baker stop by the show and they were just like we we, we have this we have this png table tennis thing tonight and they were like weirdly trash talking each other and there was a lot of like this going on and I was like what is happening I want to be a part of this and I have a great relationship with PNG they have amazing brands the ones we all know Tide, Gillette, Head and Shoulders, Old Spice those are the official locker room products of the NFL so all these guys use these products and they're like part of our you know NFL family um so for them to put together a, a thing where they can trash talk each other and have bragging rights online for round two no. I'm in. I'm going to be there live hosting it. I'll be interviewing some of the players and everybody can watch live, by the way. So it's February 7th. It starts at 8 p.m. Eastern and it is on um, Overtime Seasons YouTube page. So we're going to have some incredible overtime talent joining me as well. I cannot wait to work with them. Absolutely. So you're going to tune into that. It's going to be a really fun time. And I can attest to and be in the locker room. Those guys love to compete, not just on they the football field. I mean, Madden, 2K, uh, I don't know, cornhole, beanbag toss, whatever people call it. <laughs> uh, ping pong, obviously. Yeah, competition is always fun for these guys. Um, who are you most looking forward to seeing compete? Or if you had your dream matchup of any two players, uh, past or present, in fact, that you could see compete in this thing, who would you want to see out there? Ooh, it's a great question. So we will have guys like Trevor Lawrence. That'll be so fun. Trent Taylor is playing and he was incredible last year, like a whiz. So I can't wait to see if he, was it like, now everybody has him circled, you know, he, he's the hunted. So we'll see how he does. I will say my favorite matchup so far is Saquon Barkley because he's a crazy competitor, but he's yeah. more quiet up against Jamal Williams. Who's a crazy competitor, but he likes to talk and he's fun. And so two running backs sort of going at it. We'll see who has the advantage there with two very different approaches and demeanors too, which I can't right. wait for. Yeah, I need to see if Jamal Williams can Jamal Williams get Saquon to, to chirp a little bit. Like he, like you're right, he's he's a very reserved dude. So I want to see if Jamal that'll be that'll be a really fun match. Yeah, I think that's my Saquon job. I think my job is to go get you know Saquon worked up, and I think I think <laughs> I know. The vibes around the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs are obviously uh, super high. They're going to the Super Bowl, so obviously that's going to that's bring it. But which quarterback storyline here with the big game is sexiest to you? You got Mr. Irrelevant two years ago leading his team to the big game, or you got the franchise quarterback looking for his third ring in six years as a starter? Oh, my gosh. They're both. Why do I have to pick one, David? They're so I got to put you on the spot, kid. That's what we do here. They're, so, they're both <laughs> equally sexy, but I would say uh, – the interest of Mahomes is that he's that he's doing it in a different way. Mm -hmm. But I will always celebrate something that people take for granted, which is consistency. And people uh, 
not, you know, that's why I love coach Tomlin, just being able to just mm-hmm. like, it's not easy to win a game, let alone have a winning season, let alone compete when your division, like, like consistent greatness is hard in any, and any showing up to your job ready to go every day is, is not, is not easy and should be credited. So, so there's that. Um, and the dynasty talk of all of it, but sure. Do I, yeah. I, people hate on Brock Purdy for no reason. So would I love for him to do a victory lap and say, ha ha to all of you teams that passed me up a million times over at the draft. And then here's my Super Bowl ring. Do I think it's going to do it? Do I think that he'll be criticized any less if he wins a Super Bowl? No, I think he's got that game manager Shanahan system label, and that's not going to get shed anytime soon. Yeah, I think that's a fair take. Well, speaking of speaking of haters, uh, what you, I got to get your take on Taylor Swift. Everybody has an opinion on Taylor Swift being on. on camera. I don't. What's your take on Swift? Don't even ask because I don't. People, I don't. What? What? Well, how could you be against it? What is it? What? How could you be against? What do you? Would you hate love? Do you hate? Do you hate football? If you hate Taylor Swift, you hate football because Taylor Swift is great for football. And if I have to explain that to you, I don't know. It's not a conversation. I don't think that's worth having. How could she be bad for the game, David? I mean, we see excited fans, excited family members, loved ones, M&Ms on the screen during Detroit Lions games. I mean, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't get the big deal. Okay. Uh, I got to put you on the spot one last time before I let you go. Uh, obviously the Super Bowl's coming. We're a little bit more than a week away uh, as we air this interview. Who you got? Who do you, who's your choice? The Ravens. <laughs> like, the Ra- <laughs> like you said, just start the interview. Um, yeah. Who do I got? Alka. I can't, I can't pick. It's so nice yeah. to not rooting interest in either of them. I got the the better defense, and it should better be the Niners because it hasn't been lately. Getting lit up by yeah. the NFC North teams in the first half, but I'm going to go with the better defense is going to win. That's what I'll say. All right, good take there. Kay Adams hosting the PNG Battle of the Paddle. Second year they're Ooh. doing that. This year it's in Las Vegas. Make sure you check that out live. Kay, appreciate your time. David, thank you. First of all, I want to pat myself on the back for leaving my misstep of saying the Baltimore Ravens were in the Super Bowl. Definitely. In the interview, because I could have cut it out. I got editing skills. I could have taken that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you think? I mean, we, we talked about a lot of stuff there. Table tennis, uh, the quarterback storylines. She went ahead and made a pick. Uh, what do you, what do you th- uh, Taylor Swift, if you want. I, I never thought I'd actually bring up a Taylor Swift conversation on a, on a podcast. With me? With me? <laughs> uh, with anybody. With anybody. Um, but she brought it up. or she. I, I, can't, I can't remember how she got me to bring it up, but she brought. She got me to bring it up. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? Well, what's, uh, what's your takes on Kay's takes? Um, I'll roll through it. Uh, there are a group of people that don't play fantasy football because they don't like it to interfere in their uh, game watching and how they process football. So there are a lot of people like that that don't want anything constantly put in their face all the time when they're watching their game. I just think it's much to do about nothing, man, when it comes to that. Let, let people be who they are. You know, if it bothers you that much, close your eyes or go to the bathroom or something. So in terms of in fact, I'm glad you left the Ravens in there because it gave her a chance. To, to come back and show her sense of humor because Kay is is really, really awesome. Um, in terms of this talk, and, and by the way, shout out to Cam Newton for setting this up this way. The ultimate, the ultimate alpha, the new GOAT quarterback versus the game manager. It started a conversation that now this is going to look like David versus Goliath, right? And, and it's going to be all the storylines. One thing I will tell you about people talking about the dynasty ending if they lose, uh, didn't the Patriots, when we look at the Patriots, they have one dynasty, right? Mm-hmm. They went nine years without winning a championship. They so did. how can a team have one loss and you say it's over? That thing ain't going to be over until they say it's over, until they're not competing anymore. So uh, in terms yep. of that, the game is too hard for me to pick. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go with the team that I think is the absolute 
best at what they do when they get when they get uh, wired and they get myopically focused. That's the Chiefs. Yeah. I ain't betting against them until they until they be this. I haven't felt this way about anybody since Michael Jordan. It's like he ain't losing. Maybe Floyd Mayweather, maybe Tiger Woods. You get this feeling like <laughs> they ain't beating them. You know what I'm saying? That's just the way I feel about it. Yeah, that's that's big company. Of course, we got the big game coming up next week. Next Friday is Locked On NFL. We will be talking about the Super Bowl for the last time before the real thing kicks off. But for this episode, we're going to turn our attention back to the NFL draft and the age-old conversation of drafting for need or drafting for best talent available. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, man, it's a new year. If you got a new company or need some new staff in LinkedIn is where you need to go. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? Well, LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. I staffed an entire barbershop with LinkedIn, and I could not have done it without them. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And when I moved to a new neighborhood here uh, where I live north of the airport in Jacksonville, it wasn't on the map. So a lot of these restaurants and places where I wanted to order food, even whether it be the local joints, the little nice little pizza place in the cut, they said they couldn't find me. Guess who found me? DoorDash. I'm positive that DoorDash can find me anywhere in the woods and have some hot food in a bag, man. DoorDash is the absolute truth. All of your favorite neighborhood places, your local places, for whatever kind of food you eat, pizza, wings, burgers, all of that, DoorDash can take help, take care of it for you. Here's what you need to do. Get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23, I'm going to repeat the code LOCKED23, get you 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. At DoorDash, subject to change, terms apply. Closing out today's episode of Locked On NFL, closing out the week here on Locked On NFL. And Wig, it's NFL draft season. The Senior Bowl practices have wrapped up and scouts and GMs are all headed home and and people are wrapping up their fun there in Mobile. It's a very good time every single year. You and I, unfortunately, could not take part. Actually, I was was really hoping we would have like a side-by-side Locked On NFL episode out in Mobile. But unfortunately, both of our plans fell through. Neither of us were able to make it out there. But that's all right. We got plenty of representation out there. Getting ready for the NFL draft. And Wig, there's a question we always have. Do you draft for need or do you draft the best talent available or is it somewhere in between? You want to have this conversation today? Let's have this conversation. Let's have a conversation. All right, quarterback is out of it. If you if you got a quarterback, a young quarterback, you don't draft another one uh, because right. only one of those guys plays at a time. All the other positions are kind of you can play multiple offensive linemen that play the same spot. You got two tackles. You ain't going to play two centers, but some centers can play guard. So here's what I think. Need when it matches up with talent. And once you get your board set and need matches up with talent, then that's the perfect storm. Right. If if you want to call it that. The thing that gets me is this. The Jaguars, particularly our fan base, and that's why I really wanted to talk about this. (laughs) The biggest need is offensive line, interior offensive line. 
The Jaguar fans think you should draft one in the first, second, third, and fourth round, right? And they're saying at 17, we need an offensive lineman. And I wanted to know from you, do you get this too? They're so focused on that one need that they don't understand. Sometimes the thing you need the most isn't the thing you get first. Right. You don't have to address it first. In fact, when you're talking about Mobile, you're talking about the draft, guess what? You can't even say, I'd take a center at 17. What if he signed a center in free agency two months earlier? You see my point? I think we forget because the draft process is right in your face as soon as the league, uh, the, you know, the league closes down for the year. During the Super Bowl, we're looking at prospects. That's not where you're going shopping at first. You're window shopping right now. Where you're going shopping at first is in free agency. So my mm-hmm. point is, is you don't have to address your biggest need the earliest. That doesn't mean yeah. it's not a priority. That just means it's not time. Right. You can't keep yeah. passing up great players. Here's my thing. If you pass them up, you got to play against them. And that little dude that fills your square, although he can be a pretty good player, if you pass up another player that has to play opposite him, that's better because you say the need wasn't as high. Well, he's going to whoop your dude for the next 10 years. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. And I mean, we talk about window shopping. I mean, really, you're not even window shopping. You're across the street window shopping at this point in time in the evaluation process and in the roster evaluation process, especially if you have a new coach, especially if you have new coordinators. Like if you have new coaches and coordinators, everything's kind of out the window for the most part because everything can change uh, on, the, on the turn of a dime. So, no, you're, I think you're 100% right. And, you know, we, I, we have this conversation uh, with people sometimes. And, look, everybody comes from their different, you know, level of paying attention to this game. And, obviously, Wig, you and I, we pay attention to this game seven days a week, 365 days a year, 366 days this year. Whether we're on the clock, off the clock, on vacation, in the office, don't matter. We're paying attention to this game. And to some extent, that's great. It's beautiful. It's a dream come true. Uh, but to some extent, we also, I think, sometimes we pay attention so much to it that the people who kind of only pay attention to it on the surface – uh, we, we we expect them to come up to our level because, yeah, I get comments of people saying first round, take a tackle, second round, take a guard, third round, take a linebacker, fourth round, take a safety, fifth round, take a quarterback, sixth round, take a running back, seventh round, take a tight end. And it's like, bro, which one? How do you how do you know? Like, right. Like, who are you taking? <laughs> you taking that third round, that third round tackle in the first round because all the first round tackles came off the board and that's all you got left. No, you're not going to do that. That's crazy. And that person wouldn't do that either. But that's your point. We're across the street right now looking at that jacket saying, man, that jacket looks nice on this roster. It's going to fit real comfy. But by the time you get to March and now you're right up to that window and you're in there trying to make that purchase. Also, you look at that jacket like, ooh, that thing doesn't that doesn't look very good. And it's not that good of a fit anymore. You might need to shift gears and go somewhere else with this draft conversation. We always say it like this best player available is not just a vacuum analysis of a player. Right. So like you look at Calvin Johnson, Calvin Johnson is the best player available on your board. He is just the best dude for anybody there are certain players where you're like you know what we have nate burleson over there i don't even remember who was on the lines roster at the time but we got nate burleson over there but you know what nate burleson's not calvin we're taking calvin doesn't matter what else we need we're just taking calvin that dude is so talented doesn't matter we're, we're going for it but you also get to certain positions where you got i don't know you got you got this receiver who's about a 75 grade and then you got this tackle that's about a 65 grade, but man, you got no tackles on your roster, but you got three really solid wide receivers. Well, guess what? That now makes that tackle the best player available because of how dire your roster is. So sometimes you do have to squeeze that fit in, but you can't just go after it and say, we're taking a tackle no matter what, uh, unless you're Kevin Costner in draft day. That's the only time you can ever do that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's conversation we're going to keep having every single year, Wig. but I think that 
you know, people just got to understand that it's not, it's, it's not a solid foundation. I got people uh, right now in January where it's February now, but back in January saying in April, here's the quarterback you take and here's the career he's going to have. We didn't have a coach yet. We don't got an offensive coordinator yet. Wig. No, you can't do it, man. And and the, the one thing you said that I really want to attach to is yeah. the, with the coaching changes come the assistance. With yep. the assistance, it comes a memory from somebody they either worked at the last stop or the stop before that, correct? So now when it's time to go out here and play, maybe that defensive line coach is a guy that's a free agent that he coached two cycles ago or he recruited him in high school and coached him in college. And he goes to him and say, I'm telling you, I know what to do with him. I know what to do. And Wade Phillips said something a long time ago. He says, if you got a real good football player, figure out a way to get the best out of him. Alignment don't matter. Just put him out there. If he's a three technique and you're running a three, four, still run a three technique, just like if you're running a four, three and put him where he's supposed to go and then find guys who can do other things around him to, you know, to make sure you, you, you're getting all the production. But People just don't understand, man. It just doesn't work like that. You get yourself in trouble when you veer away from the formula of the draft is the draft. And we have to look at it as a singular entity. You owe it to the team to do what's best for the team, not to do what's best for you next year. Yep. Last example I'll give, there were people, not everybody, but there were some people who had mock drafts having the Dallas Cowboys pass it up on Micah Parsons because he's an off-ball linebacker and they didn't need an off-ball linebacker that bad. Well, guess what? The Detroit or the Detroit Lions, the Dallas Cowboys drafted him. Dan Quinn moved him around a whole bunch to find out where he fits. And now, I don't care what you called him leading in the draft. He's a playmaker and an offensive damager uh, on the football field. So they certainly are okay with that draft pick. So that conversation, we'll continue to have that, I'm sure, all draft season long. But coming up on Monday, Kevin Ostriker is going to be back here to have more conversations with all of you from Locked On Ravens. We'll be back with a whole new episode of Locked On NFL. So make sure you're subscribed. Turn on the notifications, the auto downloads, all of it for your second listen of the day. Check out Locked On Jags, Locked On Commanders, or stay right here and you'll run over to Locked On Sports Today, the first ever 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Every day, thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. For Tony Wiggins, I'm David Harrison. We'll see you right back here next Friday for another episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.